Yo, happy Tuesday, everybody. This is Dominic D'Angelo, dirt sheet writer of ad free shows and sescoops.com. And I am here with none other than Robert Carpolis, former WWE writer and also known as WWE Creative Ish on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Robert, happy to have you here, man. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. We are thrilled to be here on Podcast Heat. We are streaming. All over the place right now, live. We're on ad-free shows in the Rumor and Innuendo YouTube page. We're on uh, WWE Creative-ish X account, Dominic D'Angelo's X account, the SE Scoops S account. And if you're watching us live, feel free to drop a comment in the comment section. Antonio Santos, afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in, man. And uh, Jim Broderick, right at the top, I can feel it. Billion the CW day, fingers crossed. Jim, we're going to do everything we can to get to Billy and the CW, but Dominic D'Angelo is the man steering the show. Dom, what do we got on tap today? Oh, wow. We got a lot on tap. And uh, the first, uh, we're, we're go, going to go into Josh Alexander signing, re-signing with TNA, but we got a huge raw to cover and a lot of things that went down from UFC crossover, Gunther retaining, and that's kind of where we're going to start, is that main event on WWE Raw is... Gunther retains the Intercontinental Championship against Jey Uso with a little bit of help from Jimmy Uso. Kind of unexpected, but kind of expected because the bloodline always dabbles in uh, the dark arts when it comes to that. Robert, what did you think of that main event? Hell of a main event. Hell of a stacked show across the board for Raw. This is the last live WWE show we are getting before Elimination Chamber NXT tonight and SmackDown on Friday. Are, are already in the can, as they say in the industry. Uh, but uh, I thought it was a really strong main event. There seemed to be a groundswell around the idea that Jey Uso was going to win the title. Personally, I found that seeing Jimmy Uso earlier in the night telegraphed the finish that we were going to get. Uh, I know friend of the show, WrestleVotes, had had mentioned on their X account, they have, they have all the inside info uh that as late as six o'clock in the evening there were still internal reports going around that jay uso was going to win the intercontinental title i still maintained that we were not going to get a clean finish and i have said on here repeatedly for the last several months Sami Zayn and gunther feels like the destination we're going to dom and Sami's promo talking about he needs a path to something to do at WrestleMania, something historic, and he wants gold. I feel like we're getting Sami Zayn Gunther at Mania. You know, it's funny because on the rundown, I was writing down some possible names. That, hey, what's next for Gunther? Who will he face at Mania? And I didn't even write down Sami Zayn, but they basically, yeah, uh, very much made the indication that Sami, that might be very well could be the path for him. And, you know, for somebody to top, Gunther, I think Sammy would be an appropriate opponent considering where he was last year and the momentum he had, him and Kevin Owens winning those tag titles at WrestleMania. And uh, this would be an appropriate uh, way to kind of tip the cap to Sammy Zayn, who's been going uh, struggling from a storyline standpoint uh, as it comes. So, uh, yeah, that's a that's a very interesting one. Um, I thought the main event was very compelling. Man, those chops. It's just unbelievable. I'm still... I'm still like blown away by the impact that those make. And uh, Jey Uso was very much the recipient of those <laughs> last night. Uh, holy I think crap. one of the big, yeah, I think one of the big takeaways there is 
the beautiful way in which WWE has positioned Jay Uso as a standalone singles competitor. He feels like he belongs in the main event as a solo act, not as part of a tag team. It looks like he's getting sucked back into Jimmy Uso and the bloodline, and that's where we're going with Mania. But the interesting takeaway that I had from that interaction at the end of the night is the beginning of Raw, which you know we'll, we'll get to in reverse chronological order because Dom booked this like the movie Memento. I um, did. <laughs> Christopher Nolan style, baby. Yes, you're 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 the Christopher Nolan of the rumor and innuendo cinematic universe here. Um, but it was just Jimmy acting alone. So Jimmy and Solo were there earlier doing bloodline business. Is there going to be a little internal strife over the fact that Jimmy Uso is going after Jay? Was this part of the plan? Was this not? And this is a rift. A lot of fun things to play with, with, with what we saw here. And we really never truly got the Jimmy J blow off match. How do you feel about that match and how that's going to go? You know, I think it's WrestleMania worthy, obviously, because they're brothers. Uh, they've been a tag team for so long. And one of the legendary tag teams that's going to, when it's all said and done in WWE and in wrestling in general. So um, I think that does pack a punch for uh, what WrestleMania 40 and the platform that'll be on. Uh, you know, it's always kind of weird to have brothers facing one another, ultimately, I think, in the ring. But it's been shown to work before when it comes to Brett and Owen. And, uh, you know, so and then you had Dusty, Dustin and Cody, too, at and Double or Nothing. And those both kind of paid off well. So, you know, there's that aspect. And those guys are excellent performers and wrestlers and stuff like that. So, and hell, anybody who knows one another, each other any better would be Jimmy and Jey Uso. So they can very much have a good synergy in the ring when it comes to a match. So I'm kind of for it there, Robert. I think it, it should be a pretty good addition to a WrestleMania card if that's the route they're taking. I think it's an interesting attraction. It's a nice match for those guys to have, and it does free Gunther up to do something else. You know, yes. we're, we're hypothesizing here that we're going to get Sami Zayn in that spot. They, they nicely set up next week, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura as a, as a match, which is a really smart play on WWE's part because they set that up and the Imperium New Day match. All of those competitors are going to be domestic. They're not traveling overseas to Australia. They're not going to be part of Chamber. If for whatever reason, there's significant travel delays, which has happened before. We got, we all remember the Volcano episode of Raw. Um, <laughs> we also remember when the Saudi government decided that they just weren't going to let the plane take off. So you'd want to book smartly and create attractions to get you to tune in next week with guys that you know for sure are going to be here. You know, obviously, if you're domestic, there's always things that can happen, but it's less likely that you're going to run into an issue there than if you're on the, I think it's a 52-hour flight to uh, Australia. They are, they are seven and a half days behind the rest of us. But the main event, it, it delivered. I know there was, this is what's so weird about wrestling fans. I love you guys. You're my favorite people in the world. First, we had the thing with the rock instead of holding up the finger, he held up the L and people were saying, oh, this is it. There's a sign. There's a symbol during one of the earlier matches on this show. A single flicker of confetti was seen across the screen and all over Twitter. Like, oh, that's it. They telegraphed it. There's going to be confetti. Jey Uso's winning. It's queued up. It's teed. This is going to happen. Guys, take a step back. Breathe. Could have just been something floating across the screen. There was no big conspiracy, 
but I like Gunther retaining. I would have hated to see Gunther's extremely long title reign end on an episode of Monday Night Raw. I think it is something that you can make a payoff. I think you can get, you know, significant bang for your buck. I think you want something that's going to be a satisfying conclusion. And speaking of satisfying conclusions, Dom, and bang for your buck. <laughs> And bang for your buck, today's episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive the prescription within days. You throw up the one, you don't throw up the L, and you let her know it's on. But guys, BlueChew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special offer for our listeners, for our viewers, for our rumor and innuendo fans. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code RUMOR at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code RUMOR to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode of Rumor and Innuendo. Believe it or not, Dom, the feedback that I have gotten of late is people enjoy the Blue Chew ad reads that I do. Whatever gets it done for you guys, we're here for it. We are here for it. And you know what? An opportunity arose on Monday uh. night for Michael Chandler to speak a few words. Uh, UFC fighter, UFC lightweight fighter. Uh, was ringside, uh, not too far off from the commentary table, was given the microphone and issued a challenge to the notorious one, Conor McGregor, for uh, a potential UFC match down the line here. Um, very first big indication or a big crossover that TKO has decided to do when it comes to UFC and WWE. Uh, we see the two worlds collide here. I thought it was very effective uh, and uh, very uh, Pat McAfee. I want to say added a lot to that aspect too of the aftermath, but Robert, I want to get your thoughts on here and what more could come with this UFC WWE crossover and uh, these worlds colliding, so to speak. Sure. So I think that I am not the, the target audience for the UFC. I have to sneeze. That's okay. That was fantastic. Great um, job, though. <laughs> my, my, yes. Oh, I, I got the mute there, right, ready to go. It's like I, I, I felt it coming. My own body got so disinterested in wanting to talk about, uh, you know, <laughs> Michael Chandler. Look, I, I've worked in boxing before in my life. I've worked in professional wrestling, UFC, MMA. I understand it has a huge fan base. I understand the melding of worlds, and you want to be able to spread the love, and you want to be able to show that WWE can be a tremendous promotional vehicle. I don't love when UFC guys are on WWE programming for a couple reasons. First, it highlights, well, what they're doing is performance, but what we're doing at UFC, this is real. We're real fighters. These guys are are, are play fighting. They they come a little over the top. It it 
doesn't always work beautifully in my opinion, but I get you want to have that TKO synergy. They just had the event at that same building in Anaheim, the UFC show. This is part of that broader corporate negotiation that when you're running these buildings for multiple events, you're able to negotiate better deals. So from that perspective, I totally get it. I don't want to have to start learning about UFC fighters in the same way as older fans remember when the WWF had the XFL and we used to have to sit and watch three to five minute video packages <laughs> about XFL recaps. Poor Kevin Kelly trying his hardest to make you care about an XFL recap. But we're all in the same you know, boat here. We're all in the TKO world. You had the Netflix guys sitting right behind Pat as well. McAfee, to your point, he made you get excited and care about what you were seeing with, with Chandler and the Conor McGregor shout out. I'd rather kind of see Conor McGregor do something with WWE than this. But if if this leads to this clip being spread all over the, the mixed martial arts world, I know your friends at SC Scoops have an MMA path channel as well with that news there's definitely a crossover audience you know we'll we'll see where where this goes did did it excite you dom are you now more interested in uh ufc uh so i'm a very very casual ufc fan i'll tune in if like buddies are having the shit on the, the fight on or something like that or if i know there's a big fight maybe i'll go out of my way to try to tune in and watch that fight not necessarily buy it but uh, there's certain aspects with that. I do get engaged by uh, some UFC stuff. Uh, I thought Michael Chandler, for what it was, cut a pretty good promo. <laughs> like, believability. Uh, Noticing that cauliflower ear. There's the, and to your point, that you do run into that issue of like, hey, this stuff is legitimate. What about what we're currently watching now? Now, they did not make a clear path to that on the show. Like, it wasn't like, Boom, they hit you right in the face with it, no pun intended. But there was the aspect that, yeah, there is that there. Um, but we've seen plenty of UFC fighters, not only be on WWE, but also on AEW and certain things like that. So I think you can... Please don't remind people when Dan Lambert was on TV. <laughs> we like our audience. We don't want to remind them of those Dan Lambert promos. <laughs> Just leaning into the Cornette aspect of it all. But we had... Um... So yeah, I didn't think it was too bad. I thought... They made the best of it, and uh, they did. They got me kind of engaged, and I credit Pat McAfee to kind of adding some humor to it all with being like, oh, Michael Chandler's got a shirt off now, just completely off screen, all that kind of stuff. Kind of made it fun, made it all tie in very well. Pat McAfee's great at what he does. And it bugged so, a lot of guys. There was there was Michael Chandler. There was they had a, a boxer who was there from the UK, yep. trained by the great Freddie Roach, um, and a bullfighter, the number three bullfighter in the world, um, what a what a thrill for that audience to be able to go home and tell their grandchildren, I saw the number three bull rider <laughs> in the country or the world. I don't know, worldwide. I mean, huge, massive. Um I get it. We're trying to, you know, show that we can play in the in the proper sandbox and we can draw attention elsewhere. Anytime wrestling veers outside of its lane, it ends poorly. <laughs> Whether you're creating a record label, you're creating a, a restaurant, a WBF, they promoted boxing matches, they promoted MMA fights before. Stick with what you know. The product is white hot right now. Let's not muddy the water. 
we're trying to, you know, keep Ari Emanuel thrilled so that he's not in his office Googling what's going on with Vince McMahon today. But <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's my own take. If you guys disagree, feel free to to you know let us know in the comments section. But uh I'd rather talk about the exciting wrestling that we saw on the show than focus on the UFC folks. Sure. And uh, yeah, to your point too, I think um, you almost want to dip your toes into that aspect of what else TKO has going on. Like the, to put UFC, the put PBR on there, the professional bull riding, it seems like, whoa, okay. Oh, look at you showing off. Sorry. (laughs) When I hear PBR, first thing I didn't think was professional bull riding. I I usually think $3 pounders. That's what I think too. Citywide's in Philadelphia. All right. But yeah, let's cover an exciting view into your life. (laughs) Uh, that that was by the way the great thing about about paps blue ribbon this this is a tangent this is a side note i don't care when i went to school at the university of florida we Uh did not have pbr when i first went there you had natural light or bush light those were kind of your lower tier or if you really there was you know the champagne of beers floating around as well when paps blue ribbon came to gainesville florida you would have thought this was like the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. People lost their mind waiting in line for the chance to get to try Pabst Blue Ribbon. And then we tried it, and then we were like, oh, what a uh, – this was like the brawl for all of beer. Uh, you're all hyped. This is going to be weird. This is going to be interesting. What's going to happen? And uh, Cody and Drew. <laughs> Cody and Drew – had a match to open Monday night raw Dom. Yep. Um, what did you think of this match? I liked it. You know, you go 20 minutes so over 20 minutes or so with uh, Cody and drew. I don't think you can really go wrong. Those are the top two stars, arguably your top ba- baby face and your top heel going at it actually at the moment. So it's like pretty, um, pretty good stuff. You know, um, I did, you know, the aspect, and I kind of do. Now, I'm kind of like tapping out on the whole aspect of the bloodline constantly interfering in matches and things like that. You know, but, you can tap out without actually tapping the desk. It's a, it's I, just a it's a turn of phrase. It's an expression. <laughs> oh, okay. It's an audio medium for some folks who are listening here. And they think there's an earthquake hitting the greater What's Pittsburgh area. <laughs> Your cans of PBR being shook up right <laughs> now. Take all over the You're place. tapping out on the bloodline. Tapping out on the bloodline interfering necessarily on things. But... As we're on the road to WrestleMania, as The Rock just clearly indicated that he's going to do everything in his power to make sure Cody loses at WrestleMania, it does make sense. So, uh, Robert, what did you think of the match? So, you're accomplishing a couple things with this match. And when you look at it from a creative standpoint, you have to say, what is the purpose of this? You're putting a spotlight on Drew McIntyre who is mm-hmm. clearly the odds-on favorite winning Elimination Chamber. WWE believes in this concept of momentum as that mattering in the AEW world. They have their rankings, wins and losses matter. In WWE, it is momentum. If you win that last match before the big match, guys, that's that's the ball game right there. Uh, you got a very attractive match to advertise going into the show. You're going to get Cody, you're going to get Drew, and you're opening with it. It's like, guys... Call your friends. Make sure they're on. Set the VCR. You're getting a hell of a match. And more interestingly, because most likely Cody is going to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, Cody's going to wind up on SmackDown. We might not get an opportunity to see Drew and Cody wrestle for quite some time. So this was an opportunity to do a match that you aren't going to be able to do come April. I know some people were 
confused and, and griping and complaining that uh, why would they give this match away on free TV? Well, you drew eyeballs to this show to promote Elimination Chamber, and it's probably the last opportunity you're going to have to do Drew and Cody before you get to Mania, because as of next week, it's probably going to be the Seth and Drew show. That's a great point. You know, um, yeah, Cody, if he wins that belt, he's going over to SmackDown. If he wins that title. Oh, you great. monster. I can tolerate a lot. <laughs> a belt holds up your pants. A title <laughs> signifies to people you're a goddamn champion. Well, that I guess that does make sense there, Robert. I do. Uh, yes. And to the point of uh, it kind of elevating Drew already for Elimination Chamber. Not only does that, it indirectly elevates the uh, the stakes for the the other big gold belt or title title the other big gold title happening. So you're on you're on you're on thin ice here, man. Um, I grew up a WCW guy. That's my excuse. That that is that's a that's a valid excuse right there. That God. that explain guys that explains a lot. That Doesn't explains it? yesterday's Larry Zabisco love. That explains uh, the 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 fact that you keep using that B E L T word. Um, that we will not tolerate here. We know who's going for it on the men's side. We now know the final participant for the women's elimination chamber match. Yes, Raquel Rodriguez returned and won that last chance battle royal to uh, qualify for the elimination chamber. Robert, we made our predictions that it was going to be Shayna Baszler, uh, that or that we thought that she would be the rightful spot there. But uh, what do you think of Raquel uh, coming back and? qualifying for the elimination chamber in Perth. So Vince McMahon had a sadistic thing where anytime they were in Oklahoma, they would torture Jim Ross. Mm -hmm. Anytime it was somebody's birthday, they were going to lose. Anytime they were in their hometown, they were going to lose. Yeah. Hunter has elevated this to an art form of both Bronson Reed and Indy Hartwell. You're going to Australia, their home country, their dream in life is to wrestle in front of their friends and their family and their countrymen and countrywomen. And you've taken it away from Bronson Reed once and you've taken it away from Indy Hartwell twice. I don't know what sort of sick, perverse joy Triple H is getting out of this, but I really hope that he was over the moon. Uh, nice surprise to have Raquel show up there. You know, we picked Shannon because we didn't know Raquel was going to be in the match. She is a great base for a lot of the other women to work off of. So I think that's going to be uh, important. Her losing in whatever way, shape, or form that looks, you've got a, a, a direction to go with there, whether you know if she loses to Tiffany Stratton, and now you can set that sort of situation up. Or Raquel, I think given her, her look, her stature, she does make a great killer heel. Mm -hmm. I think as a baby face... It it always feels a little lacking. It feels a little too earnest and genuine when she's when she's super happy as opposed to being a character. And I think you're going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit as far as that goes. Naya being the one to wipe out all six women during the the promo. Let's hey guys, let's pretend that Naya Jax has a chance. It's uh, it's adorable. Yeah, I, um, you know, Raquel, being, I'm with you on the aspect of the, her maybe being more of a heel coming forward, moving forward. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, it's pretty cool to see her kind of back in, in the shuffle of things. Uh, you further add legitimacy to the women's division and, and boost it up more. Plus, you have, like, 
if you're thinking about who's going to be like somewhat of a baby face, it's almost like whether you like it or not, it's Rhea Ripley, like, you know, from a story standpoint, because people just really get behind her, even though she's a heel in the judgment day. But I think um, so you're setting up to have a heavy hitter in Nia Jax, you have a heavy hitter in Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, and uh, moving forward, you got Becky, obviously, who's probably the surefire bet to win this whole thing and uh, face Rhea Ripley when it's all said and done. So, yeah, there's a lot lot to kind of look forward to. I think it was a pleasant surprise to have Raquel back and uh, very interesting to put her in the in the chamber there. So, uh, Robert, the, you know, I did need a Larry. I didn't need a Larry Land energy to uh, get more into Raw. They it was a very complete show, I thought. And there was a lot more to cover, too, when it comes to that. Uh, man, I, I tell you what, I love our truth in this whole <laughs> aspect of him being in the Judgment Day than thinking DYI is DX. Um, he did this, uh, like, one-on-one interview with uh, on, uh, my, Jackie Redman. Jackie Redman. Yeah, and uh, just fantastic stuff. Robert, what did you think of that uh, <laughs> as part of Raw this, on Monday? R-Truth continues to deliver. He continues to endear himself to the audience. The The promo outside where he's, he's in the, uh, the the rain jacket, uh, the the evil way in which he reminded people of the finale of This Is Us. Yes. Guys, that, that was an emotional turmoil that uh, you don't want to have to go back through. That's just cruel to, to milk that. He's having a hell of a lot of fun, and the audience is excited to see him. So when you have Damian Priest manhandling you have damian priest ultimately destroying him it's only strengthening priest more as a heel you're going into that tag title match on on saturday against pete dunn and um who is tyler bates i wish i tyler, tyler bates name uh the new catch republic i think is there is there their gimmick name that another going with here i doubt that judgment day is going to lose those tag titles I think those guys against Awesome Truth at Mania will have a great emotional resonance, and you want to have matches that mean something. And the more that people are happy and excited to see our truth, the the better it's going to be for that ultimate whatever your payoff is. So keep letting Truth do what he's doing. It is not a scripted promo. This is a guy just coming off the top of his head, and he is, I think I tweeted it out last night, he's a guy who got over on his own the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the 2020s. When you've got it, it's it's hard to it's hard to miss. Uh, yeah, uh, I popped big time for the Tony Soprano uh, duck line too. That was <laughs> that was quality stuff. He covers all forms of pop culture. Our truth does. Um, another thing that was pretty interesting was uh, how they've been positioning Andrade with his vignettes and all that stuff. It's uh, very old school. It's something that makes you scratch your head. It was like, what the heck is, was AEW doing with him and other talents like this? Um, what would you think of that, that uh, Andrade, uh, them teasing him, not having a match yet before, besides Royal Rumble? What did you think of that there, Robert? Yeah, you're slow building the return of Andrade. You're putting together these video packages that look fantastic. He's able to talk about his legacy. I'm thrilled that they put him on Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were expecting that he was going to wind up on SmackDown be sucked into the LWO Legado del Fantasma situation just because he happens to be someone with a Lucha background does not mean that he has to just be clustered and lost with everybody else. I think he's somebody else who could challenge Gunther or if Sami Zayn wins, he can go after Sami Zayn. Him and Nakamura is an intriguing matchup. 
you've got a lot of different opportunities to reestablish Andrade and help build him up. And if they have not really indicated if he's going to be a babyface or a heel, he's pushing the dynasty idea that the, that he's a multi-generation talent, that his wife is a professional wrestler, which obviously we know um, if he can heat up enough, maybe down the road, he's a babyface challenger for drew. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, a lot of interesting options there. This, this roster is so well positioned and so stacked uh, it's, uh, it's going to be great. And you're seeing those changes on raw. You're seeing some of the production changes, Tom, what did you think of the, uh, so there were two elements that people were talking about production wise. One was the, the camera shot where they were outside the arena and then they went straight through into the building, which people went nuts over. And then they gave Pat McAfee a telestrator. <laughs> I like, I, I think that's an okay idea with the, you know, going into the arena aspect thing. The Telestrator, I understand the reasoning. Pat McAfee being a football player, him having this uh, almost a John Madden-like kind of identity when it comes to things. But I just don't think it works from a wrestling, you know, breakdown, the things like that and analysis-wise. Uh, it just, it was a good effort. I don't know. Maybe they can experiment with a little bit more, but I wouldn't give it too much of a shelf life. I think, what do you think, Robert? It was goofy. It was weird, but people were talking about it. And mm -hmm. sometimes the rule in wrestling is if people are talking about it, whether it's good or bad, let's keep doing it for, for years. Uh, or for, it was mainly for months. It felt like years. Mike Adamley was constantly being put out there. Ultimately, we, we unfortunately learned the man was suffering from CTE, but at the time, it was just Vince thought it was funny at how uncomfortable he was doing what he was doing. Uh, Adam Pierce became the raw authority figure because he was so awkward on camera that it just made Vince happy. The Telestrator could be something they can lean into one way or the other, and people are going to be talking about it. But dumb, we are all talk out we we burned through today's 30 minutes there's still actual stuff on the table right not a chance to talk about what we'll do tomorrow so you know all due respect to billy and the cw but don before we get out of here where else can the fine folks find you and your amazing yellow sweater wow yeah you can find all this <laughs> you can find it every monday at 4 20 p.m or uh, for the one of a kind with rvd podcast uh, go to rvdtv.com. You can catch the new episode, exclusive clips. I got more planned on the table for that channel. So definitely like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies all about uh, Mr. Monday Night and what he's got cooking on rvdtv.com. And then, hey, every today, every Tuesday, uh, we got Straight Talk with the Boss, Gagne and Magnum. Uh, we break down everything from modern wrestling to classic wrestling to their power town toys collection uh we talk about the rock and roll express in depth this week uh very fun episode so go to gagne and magnum.com subscribe like to that too and uh yeah robert where can the fine folks find you other than wde creative ish on x so yeah so you can obviously catch this show uh we're streaming on uh well thanks to our friends at podcast heat we're also on ad free shows on all the different x accounts if you're not watching the video of this show and you want to go catch it you can go on youtube you can see how dom looks like a grown version of charlie brown it's fantastic <laughs> um yeah, i have another podcast called russell roast you can check that out but more importantly guys go on the uh the, the podcast apps go on the spotify the apple podcast all that stuff throw us a five star review we'd love to see it every friday we pick one of those reviews and we read it here on the show. So happy to have your support. 
happy to have uh, Dominic D'Angelo here as my erstwhile co-host through all things rumor and innuendo. So on behalf of the smiling Charlie Brown-like Dominic D'Angelo, I'm Robert Karpolis. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Good grief.